Hello and welcome to another episode of the Man in the Mirror podcast. In Durban, South Africa, it's pouring. If you anywhere close by in Durban, please keep safely. They predicted about 67% of rain and some streets are flooded. People can't move around. I know I'm stuck home. I'm working from home today. So if you are in Durban or anywhere in the world where it's raining and it's flooding, please take care of yourself and your family. Be safe. I want to extend last week's topic about knowing yourself because I, I got so, so many comments and questions and it, it's really a deep topic. You and I um, have been conditioned not to know ourselves because of many centuries of whatever has happened in our countries. You could from slavery, colonization, and for South Africa specifically, it was apartheid. So these kind of systems, what they did was they destroyed our self-identity. They destroyed our self-awareness. They destroyed our self-knowledge. We, we ended up becoming followers instead of being the leaders that we were destined to be. You consider yourself an inferior person because when you go to work, you look for where's your boss. Where if, if your boss is in the boardroom, you don't go by the boardroom. You ask everyone. As soon as you get in the, in the reception area, you ask the receptionist or you ask your colleagues, is he in? Is she in? Where is, where is she? Where is he? And you do not go where the boss is. Why? You look at the boss as your master because you see yourself as a slave. You look at the boss as your colonizer because you see yourself as a colonized person. You look at yourself as a discriminated person and it's, it, it's not your fault. It's the system down centuries which has created this kind of thinking this kind of attitude this kind of belief this kind of culture where we do not know ourselves. it's therefore critical to reflect on how we respond and react in situations to realize how deeply we we have to work in decolonizing our mind in de-enslaving our mind in de-apartheiding our mind if there's such a word now on a normal day, I used to work back in the day in a butchery, right? In a normal day, everybody's doing their tasks. The kitchen ladies, they'll do their part, you know, everybody, the floor people, and I'm the brine man, so I'm outside, and I do the brine meat for the customers, and there's a guy who deals with cutting the meat. And in the middle of the day, what would happen is, because it's sometimes quiet in the shop, um, people will sit around so the floor people will sit where usually the customers would sit and the kitchen staff will be perhaps go behind the shop and sit around there and I'll be up in the front obviously trying to get customers and obviously I'll, I'll, sometimes I'll just be standing and the butchery man the, the meat cutter would be there standing by his machine and sometimes he'll sit on the floor like uh, where the other people are sitting where customers would sit in, in, in the chairs and the tables but soon as everybody sees the owner's car he's still going to pick a spot for parking but soon as they see that the colonized mind kicks in the discriminated mind the inferior mind the the slavery mind kicks in everybody they've done their job the shop is clean we just we they, they just waiting for customers but they will start dusting things that don't need to be dusted. At one time, the guy who cuts the meat almost cut his finger because he was cutting meat that's already been cut. 
So when you don't know yourself, essentially what happens is you start reacting to, to situations and responding. That's why you find a spouse shouting at their partner. That's why you found you find a, a, a parent just baiting the hell out of their child. They don't even know what they're doing. You know why? They're reacting to a situation because of their conditioning. They don't know who they are, so they're just reacting. They're just jumping into the situation. And what I want to talk about today is reflecting on how well do you know yourself? That's the question. How well do you know yourself? And we call this self-awareness. And the two fundamental words here are character and feelings because self-awareness is conscious knowledge of your character and your feelings but your character comes from the way you feel your feelings however are formed by the way you think now here's a problem most people don't think most people don't think so we got to understand thinking to so that we can influence our feelings and then we can develop our character because if we don't do that in that sequence what then happens is we become machines whether it's killing machine whether it's a money machine you make money but you don't care about anybody you 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 you, you, you see that's a problem so walk with me here first of all we got to know thinking now thinking is a product of the mind the mind is connected to your brain so your mind is split in two there's the thinking mind the intellectual mind that's your conscious mind and then there's the emotional mind your subconscious mind now many things go through your thinking mind but once they get into your emotional mind they get acted on this is how it works when you were a kid whatever you saw whatever you listened to whatever you you connected with in your senses in your environment programmed you with habits so you you began to learn habits like picking up a spoon tying your shoelaces whatever habits you have they took time and practice but over a period of time in the first five years you got programmed with habits depending on the environment you come from the family you come from now what these habits form when they become a collective is called a paradigm paradigm meaning a multitude of habits and you act on these without thinking so if you were coming from an environment that programmed you to be a slave instead of being a master to be a follower instead of being a leader to be a subordinate instead of being the manager what then happens is you see yourself as a subordinate not a position where you are going to move out of it's one thing to go to work and realize that I'm an admin person, I'm a clerk, I'm an, a junior accountant, I'm a junior auditor who is going to rise than when you completely see yourself as just a junior accountant. Those are two different things and those come from the programming where we come from and obviously the programming from the environment as we grew up, the church we were exposed to, um, the, the schools we went to, the friends we kept, the in fact the family friends that our family kept, um, all those um, constituents produce 
the kind of thinking that you currently endorse. Now, that kind of thinking produces the way you currently feel about yourself. The reason you feel small, the reason you feel inadequate, the reason you feel you are incapable, the reason you feel you are not good enough is is because of your thinking about yourself. It's because of these paradigms. It's because of this habitual thinking pattern. Right now, this habitual thinking pattern endorses the feelings. It endows you with these feelings where you look at yourself and you think, you know what, I'm never going to make this. This is impossible. You know what, this is not for people like me. So what you've got to do first is educate your thinking. Look at the information that has been filled into your mind constantly up until now and then start filling in different information that has not been there. I grew up disengaged, disconnected from people my age because it was said that they didn't go to the church I went to. I couldn't dress like these kids. I was told that if you wore jeans, you are applying for gangsterism. So I would wear a shirt, pants, and a tie. Come casual day, serious day in school, I would pitch up with a tie. Ask anybody who went to school with me. It would look funny. It will look different because every kid is wearing shorts and a golf tee, wearing jeans and a golf tee or a shirt or short sleeves. I'm wearing long sleeve shirts. I mean, I'm a kid. You got to allow me to experiment my environment. So these feelings that you currently have when you look at your employer and you think, you know what? This person is too bossy. This person is this. They're just trying to make me feel. And you look at them and you feel so inferior. You feel you just have to walk around and do things. Even if you've done your work and you've got to focus on something else. Now, I'm not I'm not saying be rebellious. I'm saying you got to stand up for who you are. You got to stand up for what you have. You have talent. You have gift. You have blessings in you. You have greatness in you. But you've got to mine it out by understanding that you've been conditioned. So number one is you recondition, reprogram your mind. You feel in new information. Change the books you read. Change the things you listen to. Change the things you watch. Reprogram your mind. Number two is then you educate your feelings. Right, when you educate your feelings, you, you then become a person, number three, of character. See, character is who you are. People judge you by who you are, by what you stand for. And if we, now the challenge to your character currently is you've been conditioned to be timid. You've been conditioned to be a subordinate. You've been conditioned to just accept, never question, ne- never challenge. Just accept. Just take what's on the table without questioning. I know I suffered this from this for a very long time. Now, when you train your thinking, when you train your feelings by observing how you feel, what's going to happen is your character becomes stronger. This is when you develop your character, point number three. Now, character defines your stand in life. It's your mental and it's your moral qualities. When you say, I cannot do this from a point of principle, not when you're saying it from a point of weakness, but from a point of principle. So when you become a person of character, you stand up for what you believe in. You start speaking your mind. You start pouring your heart. You're not afraid of being vulnerable. You expose yourself, but you become a strong person because people know what you take and people know what you do not take. 
all this process begins with thinking then you feel then you become then when you become some people might say to you you're being arrogant you're being arrogant but you know why they say that it's because they're small where they come from they were told if somebody stands up for what they believe in that person's proud and because they were taught the scripture that pride precedes a fall now pride may precede a fall but knowing your self-confidence is not about being proud it's about standing up principle god knows himself people who become leaders know themselves people who become powerful know themselves people who become successful know themselves if you want to reach your full potential you have to know yourself when you know yourself here's what's going to happen first of all you'll, you you as much as you know yourself you're going to know the other person that's the power of knowing yourself now the process itself is difficult the process itself is painful when you start practicing filling your mind with different ideas to change and reprogram what you think what's going to happen is you default when you start to observe how you feel what you're going to do is sometimes you forgive yourself because you'll be in a meeting and you don't participate you don't give that point of view and nobody gives the point of view that you were going to give and you walk out of the meeting regretting having not participated but also you forgive yourself because you you argue within your mind that you know what I, 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 I was not the right person to give that point I'm not good enough to give the, I'm not I'm nothing in this business I'm not a manager I'm not a supervisor I'm just an admin I'm just a junior I'm just a clerk I'm just a cleaning person when you know yourself it comes from being in the process so each time you stop each time you default start again each time you default start again start even if you stop start again i don't know how many times i've restarted the pro process myself over the years i would start go maybe a month be excited be positive be happy one thing happens i'm off and then I'll restart again after a few months. I'll catch up. I'll start again. Read the books. Listen to the material. And one thing happens. Perhaps I don't have money to pay bills or I don't have money to eat or whatever challenge I had. But when that happened, I would stop. I'll stop reading the books. I will wallow in the difficulty. But I tell you what, over the years, I kept starting. And at times I'll stop. And I kept restarting restarting until you become consistent that's when you become the person you are meant to be when you become consistent in developing yourself when you become consistent in filling your mind with ideas when you become consistent in studying listening watching things that are instructive when you become consistent in observing how you feel and how you respond to situations when you become consistent in speaking your mind and setting up for what you believe we can then say you truly know yourself when you do that consistently people start to worship you not in the sense that like a pope or a pastor but they look at you i mean i walk down the street people who don't know me they give me this glass they look at me like this guy's glowing this guy's a leader this guy is going to change the world you know why because i started working on me i started being consistent i started being persistent i started being resilient i stood up i knew myself I started knowing what I stand for. I started stating what I don't stand for. 
And when I started doing that, the whole world starts to see you in that light. And I'm saying the question is, how well do you know yourself? What do you think? What do you feel? Who are you when the lights are out and you're standing in your bedroom, looking at the mirror? No, no one's there. There's no one to fear. There's no one to be excited with. There's nothing to be excited about. There's nothing to be scared of. Who are you when the lights are out? Because if you do not work on that, the world is going to see a sheep, a timid person, a follower, a subordinate, a slave, a colonized individual who is not going to take over the world. You've been given a gift. You've been given talents. You've been given greatness. But to to enact that, to take that to the world, you are going to have to know yourself. How well do you know yourself? That's the question to ponder on this raining Tuesday in Durban. And wherever you are in the world, ponder with me on this question. Thank you.